0: Welcome to Business Conversations with your host, business strategist, Clive Ennevar. Clive is joined by expert guests as they talk business behind the scenes to give you the tools and insights to support your growth, security, and serenity as you strive for your success.
1: Welcome to another episode of Business Conversations with Clive Ennever. I am Clive Ennever, Business Strategist, and we're having a conversation with Dave Hyman about conversion rate optimization. Dave Hyman is a conversion optimization specialist, helping businesses utilize their existing traffic by improving how they convert. Dave is a self-motivated digital marketing expert who has a passion for conversion and producing top quality results for clients, with over seven years in digital marketing, he founded Reform Digital to offer transparent digital marketing solutions for businesses of all types. Hello, Dave, and welcome. Hey, Clive, thank you so much for having me. Absolute pleasure. I'm excited to start learning about this conversion optimization because even saying it's a bit of a tongue twister, and you get out there in Webland, what the devil's going on out there?
0: That's right, and you know, with all of these different acronyms, SEO, PPC, and then all of a sudden you throw CRO at people. There's not many people that understand what conversion optimization is, but I guess that's kind of why I'm here to to educate the masses.
1: Yes, that's exactly what we want, and uh, I'd encourage everybody to pay attention because I've known Dave for a little while now, and one of the exciting things about Dave is because, as you know, I'm a business strategist. I help people set up businesses and get started and get started in the best circumstances. I'm not going to talk about it, Dave. About uh, five months ago in the onset of COVID-19 here in Australia,
0: what happened to you? Yeah, I was um, I was made redundant, which, you know, I've kind of moved on from and I was kind of faced with one of those decisions in life that are a tricky one. So, you know, I could have potentially gone and joined another digital agency in Melbourne. I could have tried to get out of Victoria, which in hindsight, I probably should have tried to. <laughs> and I could have gone and, you know, found a job and continued doing my marketing that way. But I'd always wanted to start an agency and there was an opportunity here for me to do this. Um, if you had told me four or five months ago... Maybe it's a little bit risky doing it during COVID with a pregnant wife. Then, yeah, I might have um, I might have second guessed myself there. But I saw the opportunity. It's something that I had always wanted to do, and um, I was obviously extremely excited to get into it. So I thought, let's just give it a go. Um, a few clients came on board pretty quickly, and yeah, we've been rolling ever since. So. It's been a um, it's been a roller coaster, but I've really enjoyed every moment of it. And as I said, or as you said in the opener, I'm trying to be as transparent and helpful to my to my customers as possible. And the best way I can do that is running this agency myself.
1: Well done, and uh, particularly for <laughs> for not being sufficiently wide awake to realize that there was a huge problem going on, and you just started anyway
0: yeah i think um i think it's it's interesting though because um covid has been like obviously a really difficult situation for a lot of people and a lot of businesses a handful of businesses that i was potentially working with but for me as an agency luckily a few um good bits come from it, which is I can work from home. So obviously I've been able to spend more time with my family. Um, Getting this off the ground has just kind of motivated me further, but people are also in a really difficult spot financially. So everybody is trying to look for, you know, the best result from their spend and looking for ad spend to ensure that they're getting a return. And, even more so now with the pressures coming from covid so that kind of worked extremely well because that's all we're about we're all about ensuring that you get that return on whatever you're spending on your campaign and therefore we come across um quite well to that audience so i think even though it's a horrible situation it's kind of worked in our advantage a bit.
1: yes and i i have to say dave i've seen that myself because uh, some of my clients who with the onset of COVID-19, you panicked a little bit, it's fair to say. We're able to sit down and have a look at what was going on around them and we've managed to move them you know, into different ways of doing things so that we didn't have to go and meet people because you can't. <laughs> and they've seen huge increases in their business just by recognising a different opportunity. So you've ran into the same style of thing because you're working online, you have to work from home, okay, you can actually do that with your business. What about the people that you're working with? Have you noticed any great change in how they've shifted their business?
0: Yeah, there are definitely shifts at the moment. I think it's a lot of, you know, uh, adaptation. People are trying to adapt to the situation as best as possible. I think... A lot of people prior to COVID um, were more dependent on their retail outlets, so you know bricks and mortar. So I have a fashion label, for example, who was extremely dependent on you know their foot traffic coming through in Collingwood or Brunswick, I'm pretty sure. Um, and you know, female clothes, they're kind of expecting that people want to come in and try them, feel them, you know, make sure that they fit. Everything that comes with that kind of industry, but now with that being closed down. The shift is really um, towards the online space. And that means that they have to completely rejig their budgets. They have to rejig their creative, their content. They have to rejig their whole mind frame to think, well, we're going to have to dedicate a lot more energy into our e commerce store to stay afloat at the moment. So that's probably one from an e commerce situation. Lead generation is a bit different. There are some industries that are just you know absolutely decimated i mean i i obviously um i deal with a range of clients and i dealt with somebody who was in the wedding planning industry or i was talking about potentially working with them and, you know, their industry is just done until this restriction eases. So there's kind of those industries where you're just like, there's nothing we can do, unfortunately, you know, um, travel, air travel. Um, I was thinking about this the other day, if you were an air steward or an air stewardess, like what are you going to do for the next two years? So unfortunately there are some industries that don't really have an option, but the ones who do, they just have to pivot their mindset a little bit to how can I make online work and how can we get the best results from that?
1: Yes, it's all around. There's, uh, there's opportunity at every corner and there's issues in various other quarters. Mm. So <laughs> let's have a, a little bit of a focus on this conversion optimization. And I like that you're talking about just changing the rate at which people actually do business with us when they come to our site. Uh, we know they're coming, but what are we missing? So, how do you go about
0: helping somebody? change that sure so conversion optimization what you're kind of alluding to is not the most popular um I guess, digital strategy in Australia. Australia is extremely focused on traffic. We're worried about traffic. We, you know, we want to bring as much traffic to the website as possible, SEO, so search engine optimization, making you, your organic traffic improve. We're very much in the mindset of Google Ads. We want Google Ads to perform for us. We want social ads to perform for us. We want to drive as much traffic to the website. And the thought process is if I have oodles of traffic, more than likely it will convert. The way that conversion rate optimization works is actually the opposite. We utilize the existing traffic that you have to convert better. So therefore, you don't necessarily have to go out and pay for more traffic or pay an agency to you know bring on your SEO performance and then get organic traffic. The process behind this is to make the traffic that's on the website convert better so you're spending less for, the, the I guess, the audience that you've already got to convert. And the way that we do that is you know, optimizing certain elements of the website. So it's a lot to do with user experience and the whole entire industry is pushing towards user experience. Now, it used to be back in the day, it just used to be throw a website together, Drive some traffic to it. Wish for the best, and it used to work. And I must admit, back in the earlier days of digital marketing, when you didn't have thirty competitors directly competing with you for the same space, you know, you could put a Google Ads campaign together, and you were bidding a couple of cents for a click through to your website. Now you're bidding, and potentially it's going to cost you a few dollars. And if you do a lot of traffic, um, that that gets eaten up very quickly. So, conversion optimization is there to kind of improve the way in which you convert, which a conversion could be. Uh, you know, From an e-commerce perspective, it's a transaction on the website. From a lead gen perspective, it could be somebody calling you or it could be somebody filling out a form. Um, we're trying to improve how your audience gets to that final conversion um, quicker and easier and more efficiently.
1: So as we used to talk about things out there in, in the world the way that it was about uh, having an existing customer and selling to an existing customer, Uh, compared to getting a new customer the new customer cost you about six or seven times as much Mm -hmm. so we
0: you've just moved it online exactly it's 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 a pretty common theme i mean even in recruitment it costs you significantly less to hold on to somebody that's already trained up who already understands your business than to hire somebody new and it's using the same kind of theory i suppose um there's a lot of different elements to this. You know, there's loyalty. um, There's talking about people that have already purchased from you. But the main situation here is you've got new fresh eyes on your website. How am I going to keep them on the website and how am I going to um, persuade them to make a transaction? And at the end of the day, We're talking about one of the hardest things to do from an e-commerce perspective, getting somebody to give their most personal information, which is credit card details, and input those into a website that they've probably never heard of or they might have heard of and they're not trusting 100%. How do we alleviate all of those blockages or all of those roadblocks to getting to that transactional end? And that's basically what we do every day.
1: I like you mentioned earlier that uh, in the early days, (laughs) There was a website and people came along and bought stuff, or maybe not. (laughs) But it was relatively easy to get people to change their view and make a purchase just because there wasn't a lot of choice. There's huge choice out there now. All the time I see out there in uh, social media land, for example, questions about how do I get noticed when I'm just a little person starting out? Mm is there a a particular way that a person can be seen i i know we can we can come and see conversion rate optimization and ask for dave and dave will see to it
0: <laughs> what are the rules there aren't any i mean that's it's a it's a it's a landmine filled area (laughs) like you can you can do whatever you want and i think a lot of people fall into that trap unfortunately they go in and they go okay i'll just quickly whip up some creative i'll just throw some money at it and see how we go but exactly what you said before everybody's doing that so how do you differentiate yourself and it's so important and i get so many clients that come on board that say i've got this grand idea i've got this brilliant idea it's this industry and this niche this product boom and you go great let's go have a look online and there's 20 of them and you go that's not a niche anymore so how do you differentiate yourself and the main purpose behind that or the main thought process should be what is unique about my offering so Um, We talk about something called your unique sales proposition, which is normally a couple of things that differentiate you from competitors, but they're more important now than anything because uh, the really cool one. I was talking the other day to somebody about memory foam mattresses. So they're thinking about starting up a business with memory foam mattresses. And this is a saturated market, Koala, Acosa um sleeping duck just to name a few i bought one the other day called one bed or one mattress or something like that again it was the cheapest option because i was like it looks decent and i said to these guys what are you doing to compete with them and they said what do you mean we've got great manufacturing over in china we have fast delivery we're australian owned i was like cool all of them are too so what makes you different and it really stumped them and they sat there going wow like we probably need to go back and have a think about this and i was like you would probably be fine you would probably put some ads out if you got half decent video creative put you know the right targeting through social media ads and you pushed it live you'd probably do okay you'd sell a few but businesses aren't in business to be okay. Businesses are there to, you know, excel and get revenue. And in order to do that, you need to differentiate yourself. You need to come up with your unique sales proposition. And then you need to support that with extremely good quality content. Because if your content doesn't beat your competitors, or if your content isn't at least competitive, Remember, you're working with probably people that are bigger than you that can just go and pay, you know, the best videographer in Australia to come and whip them up a brilliant video. So you have to be really, really strict in what content you're pushing live. So that gets us started. What do we do once we've started? That's a very good question. So, you know, a lot of people come in and they have this grand idea and I'm in that stage. I'm in startup stage. I'm in the premature, you know, early days. So you come in with an idea, you do your thing, you start, you know, getting to a point where sales are coming through your website. And then it's kind of like, what's next? How do we scale our campaign? So there's so many ways you can do this and it's really dependent on budgets and KPIs. Um, But... At that point in time, you need to probably start looking into how am I increasing traffic or am I getting more users on here and how are the users converting better, which is what we obviously do. So I obviously talk about uh, e-commerce a lot. So conversion rate optimization lends itself nicely to e-commerce. But let's go the other way. Let's go to... Um, lead generation so one of the clients that I have from a lead generation perspective is doing like online courses teaching customer service keep teaching a range of different skills that you might need in your corporation so they get to a point of yep got some eyes on the website doing some bits and pieces what else can I be doing their strategy has mostly been SEO up until this point and email marketing which are both great traffic sources so then we were talking the other day and, and she was like how can I now start bringing in a different group of people? And I said, well, how is the group of people that you bring into the website right now converting? And she goes, yeah, they're decent. I said, all right, let's go through. Let's have a look. And they were converting decently, but I also noticed a heap of drop-off. And I was like, what can we do here? Like there's obviously people in your 10,000 plus database that aren't converting right now. So we landed on the concept of remarketing. So all the people, all this juicy, good looking traffic coming to the website, we're now remarketing to them again through Facebook and through Google Display so that we get a second touch point across to them. So now all of a sudden, I've seen you on email. I've probably seen you in an organic search. Now all of a sudden, I'm also going to get marketed in my Facebook feed. And also on a Google feed, when I'm reading an article somewhere, that's four touch points. We've just doubled the amount of touch points you get. Next is we can potentially look at some Google ads. Then we continually bring all these different traffic sources. So all of a sudden, I'm being seen everywhere. And that my audience is seeing me in so many different variations that it's at the forefront of my mind. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, I have to go with them. I've seen them that many times. I did it the other day. I don't know if you've seen um, seen One Step, the underwear, men's underwear.
1: Oh, the one on the T V that uh there you go. Is the
0: Kiwis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they yeah. love they love going with Kiwis because they're more personable that 's why they put you know New Zealanders on all their ads but incredible story because I remember buying their you know a pair of their undies three years ago and I remember sitting there going this digital marketing campaign is great the content is excellent they're coming through with you know a bamboo hybrid which probably doesn't do any benefit to me, but it's different it gives them a point of difference so you can see that they started digitally really heavy and now they're obviously on TV ads and you're only doing TV ads if you've got a significant budget and you want brand awareness so that's a great example of somebody who's scaling they've done the digital marketing they've got to a point where they've grown that big and now they're like we want even further more brand awareness more eyes on products so they're going to tv so you continually grow in that source push as many touch points as you can and then eventually you get to the point where you optimize how people convert and that's where CRO comes in
1: so it's all about touch points but it's also all about as you were saying earlier people have to know how to word the the message they've got to have the right message because otherwise if we can put it out there and get it touched by
0: a whole lot of <laughs> different things and uh just get it thrown out can't we mm. absolutely i'm i'm actually really interested at the moment a big um push in the industry that i'm in with conversions is copy testing so testing your copywriting against one another so i uh, have done this for a couple of clients where we've tested what the homepage copy and the main headline and the main banner looks like and what we do is we send 50% of their audience one version and the other 50% another version and we'll actually test the engagement between them to see which one wins out and then theoretically whichever wins we push it live and we know that that's going to convert a lot better so you're completely right messaging is huge because I might have the best brand and the best incredible product, but if I don't actually say that, if I don't own that, then nobody knows the wiser.
1: And there's so many uh, examples through history of uh, competing products where the apparently better quality product didn't quite make it. But the one that was better marketed, the messaging was better, made it easily. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, even if we did eventually throw them out, those great big bulky things. But anyway, let's move on. <laughs> that was before the digital age. Here we are in the digital age. Can anybody do what you've done? That is, I've got skills and I can put them online. I can work from home. I can cope with this shutdown that we've had here in uh, Victoria. and grow a business can anybody do that or can it only happen for people with very specific particular skills
0: i think it's a pretty it's a pretty good question i mean again i wasn't entirely sure that i could do it and here we are and it seems to be working reasonably well i think probably the thing that's occurred to me in recent times and you know maybe turning 31 and getting a little bit more maturity in me i can actually admit this is i've now actually figured out what my skill set is so originally i thought i was a you know on the tools intense digital growth hacker or whatever everybody wants to call us but i'm not i'm a relationship person um i deal with business development i deal with Uh, the content that we put together i deal with the overarching strategy but i'm you know i'm not necessarily on the tools and it's taken me a while to get to that point so The question is, can people start businesses and succeed in them? Of course they can. You just need to really understand what it is that your skill set is and what you can offer. I mean, I work with contractors. I work with full-time employees. I know there are people that are freelancers out there. So if you've got the skill set to literally be on the tools, also account manage people, um, deal with your finances, do all the bits and pieces, then sure, of course, you can start a business for me the question was where do i fall in my business and where am i going to get the best return for myself and it seems to be this strategic head i like dealing with clients i've had to learn a few things like accounting and i've had to learn a few business processes and stuff but it's it's you know it's the motivation what do you want to do if you really want to go for it and you have a real good understanding of where you fit in an industry or where you fit in a particular organization and you think that you can do that properly then yeah I, like i really do encourage everybody to give it a go in saying that you just really need to pinpoint exactly what it is you're going to deliver even me i when i first started and it's only been four months um i've learned exactly the things that i shouldn't be dealing with like i was bringing on web development i was bringing on you know really heavy technical seo audits i was bringing on different bits and pieces and i realized i can't do everything i can't be this rock star that does absolutely everything incredibly you need to pick your area that you work at and it's so funny because we always talk about e-commerce and you know e-commerce is a particular passion of our agencies and we always know exactly what to say to customers which is pick your niche be really ruthless at it and do it well but then i'm sitting there in the background being kind of like a generalist doing a bunch of different things and I'm like no that doesn't work I can't tell e-commerce clients to do one thing and me to do the other so I think as long as you're really passionate about what you do as long as you have a skill set and you can identify what that is and as long as you can make that skill set work within a business environment I see there's no reason why anybody couldn't do this Um, just prepare yourself for a bit of a roller coaster it's a it's a fun ride but a tough one
1: and I particularly like that you say now that you're 31 you can figure this out. As you, as you already know, I work with people of all ages in all sorts of industries. <clears throat> the wonderful thing is that just like you, most of them can tell me in the first few words when we have a conversation exactly what they, they do and why they're so good at it. And within half an hour of conversation they have a very different view of who they
0: actually are. <laughs> and that's why I'm so nervous to talk to you ever, because I don't <laughs> want to be picked apart. But I think I think it takes those really tough conversations. I mean, I I definitely when I was younger, um, I, I worked at an agency when I was like twenty-four. I only worked there for three months. It was like a contract period. And I remember at the end of it, the um the owner of the business turned around to me and said, I don't think you're who you think you are, or I think he worded it a bit better than that. But he said, "I don't think you have the skills that you think you do." And I was kind of thrown back and a bit offended because I was young, and I thought, "No, I, you don't know me from a bar of soap." But he was completely right because I was so worried about, you know, graphic design and changing things on Photoshop, and I was so worried about learning the ins and outs of like a, a Google Ads campaign but he realized really early on that that wasn't where I was supposed to be and that's why I'm saying you know it's taken me another seven years from there to get to a point where I can openly say I'm happy with where I sit and I think that's the other thing I think you put a bit of your pride away put a bit of the ego stuff and you surround yourself with really smart individuals who push you to be better and yeah I think it's a recipe for success.
1: Couldn't agree more Dave we've got to Listen to the messages, uh, and so often we don't. As you just pointed out, you're, you're 24, you're young, you're 10 foot tall and bulletproof, and somebody says, uh, I think you're a bit different to what you pretend you are, and you go, oh, rubbish, what would he, no? <laughs> <laughs> and we actually have to listen to those messages and figure out what the message really is, and sometimes it does take a long time. And sometimes, of course, I've run into people who are older than I am who haven't listened to any of the
0: messages? So what? They must be like thirty-four, thirty-five. Yeah, a bit yep. older than you. Getting close. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: it's really important that we listen to those messages because, unfortunately, when we're young-ish, very often we we don't have a really clear idea of, of who we are, and we don't understand the questions that we need to ask in order to find the answers to allow us to move forward. So good on you for doing that thank you now tell us where is uh reform digital going what's it going to be are we going to have uh another amazon on on our hands here i
0: wish i wish no i think um you know for me this is a this is a way to you know pay for my family as you know my wife is um she must be 32 weeks pregnant now so we're expecting a kid in november so this is a lifestyle i want to run a boutique agency that does really good things for businesses i've i've always been really entrepreneurial and i've tried my hand at running shopify websites and i I probably will try some more down the track but i've never quite made it from a um, product-based business sense and i think where i kind of you know really see myself as actually helping other businesses and that's an area that I know that I can do. So for reform, um, we want to be, you know, Australia's biggest paid um ads agency that's from social media google ads but we want to kind of shield and um have an aura of everything with conversion optimization because i believe that this industry is pushing in a direction where conversion optimization and user experience is going to be the most vital thing and i think if you look at america europe um these guys are years ahead of us from a marketing sense and if you don't have a cro agency in those you know, countries and you're a medium sized business, you're laughed at. So I see that being where Australia is heading towards. We want to work with, you know, everybody and anybody in terms of a paid ad and a conversion optimization campaign. And we want to get to a point where, you know, we have a really good, um, exciting, motivated team of people that want to help other users out there or other businesses out there. So that's kind of where I see this business going. Um, I want this to be um a place that i'm proud to go to do i see it becoming the next amazon no it's it's probably not for that for that reason which you know there's plenty of other opportunities that arise from this that might turn into that kind of a kind of a campaign you
1: you can help the others become amazon
0: well that's it yeah
1: if we sort, if sort we cre-
0: if we create an amazon then fine I'll, i think i'll be fine i'll be able to retire at 50 so it <laughs> will be good <laughs> You'll
1: be comfortable with that uh, that rep.
0: That's right. But yeah, it's all about it's all about results for us. I've always been very results driven. I've always tried to be as transparent as possible, and I want to make sure that we perform and get that return for these clients. And to say that we did that from the situation that we're all in now, which is COVID, I think that will just be you know the cherry on top to see that you know even through some of our most trying times, this was a successful business that helped. A bunch of others but also you know made me earn a living supported my family was able to employ a bunch of incredible people who can all learn and leverage from this so yeah it's it's such an exciting time and i'm really you know happy to be where i am
1: excellent and uh, an excellent goal good on you but as we come towards the end of our conversation dave what is the best tip you have received from a business conversation That is a that's a
0: scorcher of a question. Um I think well, I think interestingly enough, um, talking about when, you know, that that conversation hit me like a ton of bricks when they said you're probably not going to be who you think you're gonna be. Um, I think you take away a few of those conversations. I've never had one conversation with somebody where I've come out of that and just had this like directional, just glowing idea of exactly what's gonna happen going forward. I think I've Piece together a few over the years. I've worked in house. I've done my own agency. I've worked at agencies. I run my own businesses. And all along the way, you talk to different kind of influences on your decision making. So, I think some of the biggest decisions or some of the biggest um, influenced conversations from business owners or business conversations have been around me, about me as a person. I, I really believe in personal growth, and I really believe in understanding who you are. And I think a lot of the time. The people that hit you right between the eyes, like there is, there's a lot of fluff in my industry. The people that actually come to you and just say, "Let's cut the BS and let's go straight for it," and they give you a blunt, you know, productive and constructive feedback, but it's as blunt as anything. I think those hit the best because you know the initial reaction is defensive. Then you go home, you think about it, you sleep on it. The next day, you go wow i actually really appreciate that they took the time to say that so i think a lot of the conversations that have really impacted me have been around just me like this is what you're good at this is what i see you doing this is some stuff that you can work on and i think when you listen as you mentioned before and when you actually take some of that stuff on board and you're actually able to absorb it and then you're able to work on it um i think that's where the biggest change comes from and uh, you know i didn't think that i would get to a point where i could run an agency and be efficient at it be a good leader be and in you know a motivator and helping these people out and i've now got to this point where after i've heard those little bits and pieces i'm fairly comfortable with all of those because i know myself a lot better than i did so yeah it's hard to say one person i'd say a a range of different messages have come through finally
1: listening to the messages
0: that's right
1: what is the top piece of advice dave you'd like to leave listeners with today
0: Go and learn about conversion optimization, please. Me, Talk to me. There's millions of conversion optimization specialists out there, but go get your head around it because if you are going to start digital marketing or you are going to do a digital campaign, we are pushing towards an area in which you need your conversions and your experience for your users to be on point. And if you don't look at that and you are still super worried about traffic, you will fall amongst the pack. And in the next couple of years, you will really see your business just kind of sitting there, not really scaling the way that it could. Just so that you're aware, I I did this for a client the other day, big um, furniture online company. Um, We did a three-month campaign. It was contracted for that. We've extended it since then, by the way, just because we perform so well. Uh, We improved their conversion rate by 38%, which is in effect going to make them an extra 1.8 million a year. Now, that means if we keep the exact same traffic that they had, we don't do anything differently. We just do the changes that we did. That is an impact of 1.8 million for them. Vice versa, I just dealt with a little coffee roaster um, down in the Mornington Peninsula. We just did very similar. So we just improved their conversion rate on their website by 68%. Now, significantly smaller than the other agency, but for them... We're a very small investment for just a once-off audit that we did for them they're going to make themselves an extra eighty thousand dollars a year now that might just be like whatever that's two people's salaries that's a deposit on a house that's a yeah. lot of things that have really helped this human being from a very small investment looking directly at their conversions online so i really really encourage people just get your head around the concept worry about that aspect and as we were talking about before this we even started this clive Get a second opinion from somebody to look at your website or get a second opinion from someone knowledgeable. Um, Full disclosure, guys, Clive looked at my website for five minutes and picked up two, I'm not going to call them typos, but two um, ways in which I could make my messaging a lot better. So listen to some people, get some feedback, and try and work on that conversion optimization. I promise you it'll really help your business.
1: Great. And most importantly, Dave, how can our listeners connect with you to start their own business conversation?
0: Sure thing. Come and jump on LinkedIn and find Dave Hyman. Otherwise, you're welcome to go to reformdigital.com.au. You can leave a message and I'm more than happy to talk about you know, how we can scale your business or even if it's just a conversation about some ideas up, I'm more than happy to hear from you.
1: And Reform Digital is as simple as that. It's reformdigital.com.au. That's the one. So if this has been great having this conversation. Thank you so much for being here.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Conversations with Clive Enever. Make sure you subscribe to future episodes via your favourite podcast app and you can find more business resources at cliveennevar.com.au.